Welcome to another week, people, of life, of love, of living, and being absolutely amazing. You have tuned in to the It's Not Canon Show podcast on today. I am your counterpart, one of two, the Big Chase Bank at your absolute service. And if you're not aware, I will inform you. So if you don't know, now you know. Here is my counterpart, my guy, my bro. If he's lying, he's lying. What's cracking, Ryan? My dude, we are in a new background at studio. We have a new entrance. We're getting big time over here. I know, right? Soon we're going to have to start doing those monetizations and start getting paid for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I for, got all a- people, for all the people that sit there going, shit, now we're going to have to skip ads. Sorry, guys. We would like to see some money for this at some point, I'm sure. You know what? One thing I took from the Joker in the Dark Knight, he said, if you're good at something, never do it for free. Yeah, <laughs> for a fact on that. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> but yeah, man. Well, let's uh, let's throw some shout outs out there. Um, you're gonna see some uh, new things in some of the bios. I want to throw out a shout out to Upbeats for the music um, and, and our new song. You'll see the the signature at the bottom there for um, who is the artist and everything. So check out their work because their work is really good. Uh, also. Check out this new background behind us. That is done by our own Chase Money Bank over there. The logo, Chase Money Bank. I've been I've been making this poor man work and uh, make some art for us while I just sat back and put things and drop things. And oh yeah, I did the animation. That's what I did. <laughs> I made the entrance video. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, if you guys are still listening to us on the podcast, do not forget to check us out over on YouTube. Click subscribe, be notified. I may be that type of person that drops the video before the podcast. Um, but yes, yeah, at least you can really see uh, see beautiful Chase's face, my Giants loving hat, and on top of that, if you're not a huge fan of YouTube, I don't blame you. There's ads. We're gonna do it to you too. You can still listen to us on our, your normal platforms on the podcast. But yeah, so we're gonna start this off with a whole new idea, something that Chase and I have pushed our minds to. Often, and you can thank Family Guy for it, but we're 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 taking a little. We'll probably get hit for it on copyright at some point, I'm sure. But we are going to call this segment "Grinding Our Gears," and we are going to start the show every time with this topic of grinding our gears. And today, things have happened in this world, Chase. Things have happened since we've been on uh, on a show together, and the mm-hmm. biggest thing I can think of that even everyone in the world has been watching is that damn submersible that was going to go see the Titanic and everything that has happened there. Um, if you live under a rock, um, some people paid to a tour of the Titanic. Which no, 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 no. It wasn't just some people. They were billionaires. Continue. Okay. I was trying to be kind about this. But, yes, they, they, they may have some money to us poors over here. Um, <laughs> Add some money. <laughs> they still have money. The family does have money. They may not be worried about spending that money anymore. Um, but Ocean Gate is a company that was the the line that was using it. So I'm sure you probably saw a lot of things from talking about Ocean Gate. Um, and the submersible went missing. Uh, I think it was about three, four days of uh, submersible watch on every news channel of if they're going to find anything. And it turns out the submersible imploded. Um, and there was no survivors. So they were roughly, I think they were saying, what, 10,000 feet below sea level as where they lost full contact at that point. Um, and if you guys were following along, hopefully you kind of were following the same channels that we were following. But there was an article on one of the news networks about the depth of the ocean. And I had a panic attack. So I figured this would be a good time to talk about... Um, and guarding our gears about certain things, but I feel like I should not say anything. I think our resident black man on the show should tell us something that they all have known that we just don't want to listen. 
Chase, would you like to explain what we should not be doing as white people? Just stay out the ocean. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's, it's a pretty easy concept. Like, I feel like this world and the people in it like to mess with stuff that literally does not need to be messed with, and the ocean is one of them. Like, I'll, 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 I'll just start here. There's literally a shark week. Why do you want to study and swim with sharks that are, I don't know, about 13 feet, 600 pound plus? They could literally devour you in a bite or two. And, they, and, and some of them run in packs. So why would you want to do that? This submersible is one of these things that I just looked at it and said, now, why would anyone think that this would be a great idea? It is quite literally, I felt like somebody was like, hey, let's build a fort underwater and let's get people to sign up to go under. And then they just so happened to get, I don't know, a uh, 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 rejected PlayStation remote. Whoa. Hold on. No offense to Logitech. Logitech is a fantastic company. It was their decision to use a PS4 controller <laughs> to control this. That controller has had plenty of gamers enjoy playing a PS4 controller on PC. So I can't blame the controller. Blame the technicians. You're right. You're right. I don't blame <laughs> the controller. I definitely every bit of blame in technicians that also said if this remote controller goes wrong, we have a backup. <laughs> <laughs> but needless to say, it, 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 everything about that just said no. Like you want to sit Indian style in a in I don't know in a tube that was probably made of of, of toothbrush uh, aluminum to go all the way down to the bottom of the ocean to look at a sunken ship like what do you get out of that like they made a movie called Titanic I'm pretty sure you could Google it like not and the other thing was like which I still don't understand like you were trying to go deeper in the ocean than where whales go. For anyone who does not know, a whale is a mammal. So if you're telling me a mammal won't go as deep as you're going, why would you? And, you know, it took me a very long time to realize this, but I didn't understand what the pressure was like growing up of like, hey, there's so much pressure underwater. I didn't get it. But then, you know, I, don't, I feel like it hit me like earlier this year of what exactly that might mean. Have you ever, I don't know, for some odd reason, Got a blow up pool, or you know, the pool that you can blow up, puff air, mm-hmm. and you know, it's like you fill it with water. Have yeah. you ever tried to pick that up? No, it's heavy, right? It's I, heavy. I, I don't, th- my brain would tell me not to try. Thank you, you're a sensible yeah. person. No. But needless to say, if you ever tried to pick that up, you realize it's excessively heavy. So imagine a slew of pools filled up with water on top of your head. That's a lot of pressure isn't it yeah and and just for physics purposes i'm not claiming i'm a physics expert but the sheer fact that people were asking about bodies and i believe the person um that was part of um maybe um i forget who said it but uh, there was someone that was on one of the news stations says it's not a question about um recovering bodies it's a question of physics when you when you're in a it pressurized environment where you're stole all in one piece and all that pressure comes crushing into you. And that's a lot of pressure. Do you really expect to find a full complete body? It's not going to be a typical drowned body at this point. Um, statistical information, just because we just, my anxiety over the past week over the ocean as someone that used to love to go to the beach and swim in the ocean has completely changed. Um, 10% of the, the ocean floor has been mapped. We have better pictures of... Wait, wait, you said 10? 10% of the ocean floor has been mapped at a 90%. Yeah, so 90% of the ocean floor has not been mapped by anyone. Um, also, we have better pictures of Mars and better pictures of the moon than we do of our own ocean floors. And and for those who don't know, Ryan, can you please inform anyone who does not know, where is the deepest point in the ocean? Where is that? What is it called? I have no freaking clue. You just threw me on the Sorry, it's the Mariana Trench. Oh, where... yeah. My uh, brother-in-law uh, scuba dived into the part, part of that. I Are think. you serious? I think so. You can ask him the next time you talk to him. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, isn't that the one that has that big deep hole circle and like a... It, and it's yeah. just dark. It's, it's just dark. Yeah, I think he I think he scuba dived. He got his scuba diver license. So, I mean... he. A... he... I know he's probably going to listen to this. So, 
brave on you but after all this i hope you really can reconsider it but again you're white so <laughs> uh, so but yeah in, in all fashions it, this there's a lot to this and there's a lot of speculations on the material that we used and everything and it's really tragic for the loss of life and it's not i, I know there's a lot of disagreements and there's a lot of people out on the internet are just completely out out there rude and it's all hell but we are our condolences, one, to the people that lost their lives. Um, but for the some of the stories that are coming out, there seems to have been, have been a, a big issue with this, this thing over time. So, yeah, I hope accountability does happen over this. I know they all signed waivers, and I, I know they can, probably are unbreakable waivers that people can sue and hold them accountable. But I know there's a huge investigation. So, I know. I really do hope that if something bad happened and they knew that something was bad happened, at least one of the governments would um, potentially jump in in there and hold them accountable at this point. You but know, I, would, I would also have to naturally assume, depending on what that waiver said, too, because if I'm not mistaken, I did see some video or clip that said, <laughs> literally, they're signing off on potential death. Yeah, that's what it, there's a chance of death in this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think there's anything in my world, in, in my realm of world that if someone hands me saying, Hey, you want to do this? You can die. I'm going to sit there and go, yeah, I'm still going to do it. I, I just, I don't think I'm that person that would say I'll risk my life that much. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I just want to see a rusted ship at the bottom of the ocean is not something, man, I just want to survive the grocery stores now. I don't even want, <laughs> I don't want to like try to do that. Um, but yeah, but all in all, I want to give Chase the last word on this little segment, and I know what he's going to say again, but really, what grinds our gear is, Chase? Dude, just stay out the ocean. Like, <laughs> what, <laughs> what, Why would that be a good idea to you? There are literally predators down there that leave scars on whales, and you decided it's okay for us to go where they are to see a, a sunken ship. But yeah. I'll digress because I can keep going. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to have to tee you up one more time because I also wanted to throw out there. There's also been signs of killer whales attacking boats and uh, headbutting boats. Dude. And we just lost a quarterback, a former quarterback who drowned in the ocean. The ocean is fighting back, people. Um, Chase, one more time. What should we all do? Just stay out the ocean. <laughs> it's called a killer whale. <laughs> no, it's not friendly or cute. Yeah, yeah. Don't listen to Free Willy. <laughs> Killer whale. So today uh, we came up with a topic that um, Chase and I have had the conversations on. I've had other conversations with other people over and to kind of synopse this conversation of where we're going, queuing up Chase to uh, the segue here. We're talking about legacy and the type of legacy we want to live and uh, leave, I should say, and live now uh, as we go that path. But also seeing how the world's view of legacy and how people view that what their legacy is going to be. An example, Kardashians, they're as much as I keep on harping on them. I think this is like the third time I brought them up on the show now. Their legacy is literally for fighting on TV and a porn video. And it seems like they sold their legacy for money, right? So Chase, you got questions. I got statements. I got questions. But the first one I'm going to pose out to you is something that we originally were going to do as a topic before we went on hiatus is your opinion on the people that are internet celebrities. <laughs> Hypocrisy here. <laughs> oh, the internet celebrities that literally just made videos or made TikToks to incite the masses to make money um or the influencers i know we're definitely not influencing anyone on this thing um that just do it to make money but forgot who they were as a person what's your views on them um <laughs> ironically enough there's a word that embodies all of that which you just said and that is clout and that is what a lot of people that you just mentioned do they're they're clout chasers um, so to say, essentially, you know, not trying to sound like that, um, I don't know, overtly educated black guy, but that's essentially what it is. Like, call a spade a spade. Um, 
what I feel like is, you know, a lot of people are just doing things to be noticed or to, to be seen at the moment. But a lot of what they're doing right now, and, you know, this is subject to variation, but, you know, it's not something that's going to really leave like a huge impact on the world. It's going to be, oh, do you remember that one person that did that one thing? Oh, ha, 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 that was funny. And that's probably like the end of the conversation. You know, I feel like what we do on this planet or what we, um, the purpose of the impact that you should leave, it should hold some substance to the essence of who you are and not just, well, what can I, how can I get noticed for this time that we are in right now? And I feel like, the overall just the thought of substance overall is something that's completely overlooked because um actually ironically that is uh, i think it was based off a true story but it was like have you seen the movie fall or heard about it fall it's literally called fall i believe no i don't think i've seen that one okay so long story short and i could be doing well i could be let me make some movie Yep, it is called Fall. So, I, long story short, is uh, two girls. One was a friend, and the other one was just trying to be a good friend to the friend. But one girl wanted to t- wanted to climb one of the tallest one of the former tallest structures that was in the U.S. the 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 girl that wanted to do it was like was doing it basically for a YouTube show, just to say, "Oh, hey, I'm up here. Look at me." Then her friend that went with her was just being a friend and literally did not want to do it. But with her being a supportive friend, she ended up going. And not to mention, the friend actually wants to to, to climb this building. I believe she was cheating and uh, messing around with the friend's man at the time, which is really jacked up. But needless to say, um, it didn't end well. And I'll let you watch the movie yourself because I don't want to spoil it. But I watched it with my dad and I didn't get to the end because I got very frustrated and I walked out the room because I thought it was absolutely stupid. But needless to say, um, you could absolutely see that sometimes when people just chase this this fame just to be noticed, it really doesn't end well because the friend that wanted to climb the structure, she actually died. So needless to say, don't chase likes or get to someone to, to follow you or just to look at you. Chase something that will actually bring purpose to your life. Yeah, I mean, I'm look, I'm watching who's in this film right now and kind of getting the synopsis of it. But we we decided to do this show not to chase fame at all, and I want to make sure we preface preface this. We did this because we realized that um, we're two guys that literally have these freaking crazy conversations throughout the day. A lot of it's just goofiness. A lot of it, some of this is typical conversation that we have. We're not chasing this for fame. We're chasing this to try to get the world back to a sense of normalcy really <laughs> and hopefully that people will listen to us and say you know what those guys are they're onto something like maybe 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 we can make some type of lasting legacy with this to give people a chance to get back to normal because let's face it we're in a world right now where not only do we have influencers and reality tv um, but we have politics across the the, the globe that is just so outlandish that they forget that the reason why they're there is to make people's lives better um, and, and do the things that normal people may not understand, like law or anything like that. No, they, they sit there and throw hate and mud across the aisle because it's going to get them more money in their pockets uh, versus them making things better. Um, we talk about, um, you brought up something in in your comment uh, your comments there, Chase, about um, lasting legacies. And as we're talking um, today, the Supreme Court um, removed affirmative action, and the the debate is very interesting to watch right now. And, and I'm, I stop watching regular media news because let's face it, it's all bias on either side. So I'm trying to gather the facts, but. These are legacies that we're watching either being tarnished, made better, or most of the time, just why? <laughs> why Why do we use this to, for, for our hate message in some fashion? And um, when we think about 
legacies from what we see as our role models, I'll just add air quotes if people are listening to this, or people that we think are celebrities and look at the what they do outside the scope of television, you'll find that they don't really do anything more than just pander to the, the, to the cameras, right? And with that, I, I kind of consider um, is fame and moral, uh, is fame and money greater than morals in some fashion? I was raised with morals and conviction, what's good, what's right, and don't pander, I guess you can say. Um, to an extent, just, you know, be yourself. And I, I there's a term in wrestling saying you're the best gimmick is you t- uh, up a thousand degrees. Um, and I sit there and I watch some of these shows. I'm like, yeah, I think they're, I think they invented this person. They don't, it doesn't seem like it's them per se. <laughs> um, so it, it just, it's funny how the legacies of these people are going to be remembered this way and how it, changed our culture of a society right and then of course segue to you legacies of a normal person or in the terms of mjf of a poor Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah uh you had this was your idea i want to jump in there but there's terms of legacies that you and i have kind of thrown around in conversation so far. So I'll let you kind of kick it out with some questions that you may have. Absolutely. Um, wait, I did want to start here. Mm. The film for fall, it is from what I found, it was made up, but you know, the overall substance of what that movie was about chasing likes and potentially dying. Mm, sounds like a few things that we can dis- discuss and debate, but you know, at a later time. Back to your initial, yes. Hold on, before you get to that question, the only person that should be allowed to, um, in my opinion, to be allowed to have followers is the guy on the bus from the Shang-Chi movie. Oh. That was good of you, because he was hilarious. But anyway, back to you. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't disagree with that one. I yeah. uh, agree, agree. Um, reason that I feel like this came to the forefront of my head was when back in my undergraduate days at Eastern Illinois University, go big blue, E-I-E-A, E-I-U. You know, um, I was in this mentoring group and it was called Strong Mentoring. So shout out to you all if that is still around. Hopefully so. But I feel like in one of our conversations that we had or a group discussion and interaction that we had, it was what legacy do you want to leave at Eastern? So at college level. Right. So then, you know, graduated and you know now we're here in life and i, I thought to myself it's just like man you know what did i leave in college now what is it that i want to leave in life like you know do i want to be one of those people that is remembered by everybody or will i just be okay knowing that i'm just loved by my family and my family will cherish that memories of me you know so i guess we could start with here is what legacy do you felt like you left in undergraduate or before you felt as if you were grown because I use that. Man, I don't think I left a legacy at all. <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, I went, did a, through college, I don't, I really don't remember leaving a legacy. I just remember busting my ass at work all the time. Yeah. Um, and maybe in, in retrospect to some of the conversation we're going to have today, maybe I should have thought about that back then. But I think for me, it was just about, making money so I can go put gas in the car, go on dates with my girl. Um, and then, you know, just buy video games. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty much, I think it was survival mode for me at that point, man. Just try to figure out, um, I know we did our mental health episode and all that stuff that was up on the podcast, but we, we spent a lot of time trying to figure out, like finding out that my life was just trying to figure out who I was at the age of 25. So College was another one of those times where I got to be expressed to different cultures, different environments, uh, different brand of people, um, and uh, a different a different view of growing up in white suburbia to now a school with multicultural kids and learning about them and becoming closer with them than I ever was with my high school friends. And um, on top of that, I kind of just wanted to survive and have the best life. So I guess my legacy at the time was trying to have the best life. I feel that. Okay. What about you, sir? What was the legacy that you left at school? 
Uh, I felt like my legacy at school was <laughs> I was uh, I'll say two things I come to the forefront of my head. It was me being known as what I self-proclaimed the Pilt Prince or just a really fun person to party with. And <laughs> the second thing about that was it was a uh, as hard as I party, you best believe my grades were just on par. You know, it, I was I, I did not want to lack in any area. I wanted to know if anybody ever saw Chase. Hey, yeah, he parties a lot. Yeah, you bet. I got straight A's too. So don't ever, don't don't ever doubt it. Like I, I, I was very studious. Yeah, you can say I was a nerd. I am. I was. He's me. I am him. Um, <laughs> side note: Did I ever tell you I got perfect attendance in high school? Nerd. I'm sorry. Hey, hey, uh, I'll take it. <laughs> also, talk to a guy that loves Marvel and slightly <laughs> might like DC a little bit. So hey, I'll take it. I was a nerd. Here we go. Uh, you were one of those kids. I was just trying to stay at home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so this is a nice segue into moving forward. Mm-hmm. So what legacy is it that you want to leave today? I want to mm-hmm. ask you this because I know you just had a beautiful baby girl. So what is it that you would love for her to remember most about you? So, you know... For the for the listeners that are just catching us on YouTube, we did a, a series of shows on a podcast format, and we had a conversation about mental health, and we went through some things um, about Chase and I uh, in that episode that we've encountered that has affected our mental health. And one thing that has weighed on me in over a year now is the last words my dad said to me. And my dad passed away last year of cancer for the people that are just catching on now. And these words um, literally have sat with me almost every freaking day, at least once or twice a day. And it ties to this conversation a lot. And my dad's final words were, I just want to be remembered as a good man. And I didn't know why that sat with me for so long. And I sat there and thought about like this man busted his ass every day of his life. Um, to make ends meet for his family. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. Um, if you're new to the world, uh, when my parents got married, they were married in the 60s. We'll go with the 60s. Um, things were a little bit more affordable. Um, but dad- <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, minimum wage wasn't really there, but my dad was making pretty good money. Um, and then we're now in the 2023s. We're housing is ridiculous food's ridiculous um everything's really ridiculous but my dad literally sat there and busted his ass to make his kids happy we if we wanted something for a majority we would get it for a very low middle class family we did all right um but my dad's final words was he just wanted to be remembered as a good man and i think it really started playing in my head when my wife told me that she was pregnant after I made her test three times more because I didn't want to believe the first test. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, the first two months of denial, I'm like, there's no way this is my kid. There's just no way this is my kid. (laughs) Um, But this little devil that she is, uh, she has everything that is me. So yeah, she's mine. But the more and more I think about it, there's a wrestler that I put in high regards and a lot of people, should go find his stuff and not just his wrestling his stuff. He has a, a YouTube show that he just kind of stopped uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, but his name is Ethan page. And this man, he started a vlog because he wanted his, his first child to see his dad's life and why he wasn't around so much. And he wanted to document it. So they had something to remember his, his remember him by. And I when I watched that when he he expressed that and the first time he showed his daughter on his show I I can see why he did that. This man had a literally every day. He only had maybe one or two days at home and then had to leave his family to go support his family, right? Yeah. Um back to the MJF reference us poors in the real world here, all we ever want to do is be good men, right? Well, we all we want to do is be remembered as a good man and I really wanted this to get off on the ground here with the the YouTube show, the the podcast, because I feel like 
our voices at some point could potentially affect good potential change. And my voice is solely shaped by the words my father said. A lot of the advice I never took to heart has been played out in the past year. Um, and the way I want to leave my legacy is I want my daughter to know that I loved her. Even though she's a crying little bitch right now. Love you to death. I know you're only not 10 weeks old, but God damn you like a devil. Um, but I want you to understand that we did everything we could because let's face it, the way we're going right now, we're leaving a fucked up world. And there goes the monetization on this video. Um, but we're leaving a really messed up world where we were the ones that were supposed to be the ones to fix it. Um, and I want her to be proud of the things I did and learn from the things I did to be a better human being. People always say you should leave something for them, right? Um, I wasn't really provided a lot coming out of uh, high school. I didn't have the financial full back. My parents did help me with school with uh, financial payments and everything. But I grew up in, a, in an area where it was a collectively different me, uh, medium uh, range of salaries. Like you had your rich community and your me, middle class community in your poor area. And I kind of was on the lower middle class poor area. And my parents, they, like I said, we, we wanted for nothing growing up, but we was in reason, right? So did I get help to buy a car? Yes. Did I get the brand new Audi that some of my peers may have gotten in school? No, I bought a $1,500 car with a little help from my parents. Um, and do those kids get money to start off their lives? Most likely they probably did. I didn't have that opportunity. I had to go earn what was mine, but that was the way my family was raised. Go earn what's yours. Um, and the more and more I think about it, the way the world is going, our kids will never be able to start like that. It'd be really difficult as adults to be turning 18 from 18 years from now, the way that we're going we're either going to bottom out or we're going to be worse off than we are now. So what I started doing already was I was put, I'm putting money aside for her. Um, she's only 10 weeks old tomorrow. <laughs> and I said, this girl's going to need, she's going to need a fighting chance. <laughs> she, she's going to need some type of fighting chance to get something. And I, I, I don't know if I'm going to put enough away, but at least something more than I was provider. Right. Um, I, I follow the words my dad says. I just want to be remembered as a good man. And I want to be the, and I think I'm so good on making this thing, what we're doing here, matter because you and I share a lot of the same opinions on a lot of the same things. But we come from two separate coins, two sides of a different of a coin, right? You were raised one way. I was raised another way, closely the same. But if you're not watching the show, one of us is black and it's not me. Uh, so... Like we were raised differently. You sent me the video today about a white guy that went to the family cookout. <laughs> that that's the stuff that resonates with me, right? But that that thing doesn't matter. There was a big moment in wrestling last week that is still talked about about one of the professional wrestlers literally verbally said in the ring, "I'm gay" in a promo, and the fans cheered and chanted, "He's gay, he's gay" in a positive tone the 90s that wasn't the goddamn case on those shows um so if we could get to that point where we have a huge platform that maybe we our voices can help afflict change and afflict a society that's better then i guess i did my i guess i had my legacy right mm -hmm. if it's just the amount of people that are just tuning in now i mean that, those are pretty damn good numbers for us to be affecting some change sir um so i mean i'm good with that but I just want to be remembered as a good man is the, what always resonates and still will be. I want her to have a fighting chance. I want her to learn from all my stupidity, all my mistakes, mm -hmm. all Uncle Chase's mistakes, all Uncle Doug's mistakes, all her mother's mistakes, and, uh, and be better. And that's what I plan on teaching her is just be better than what I was. Um, Love who you want to love. 
and understand that no matter what, everything I did was to give you the best life possible. I just realized I went talking for like almost like 10 minutes there. So, sir, what type of legacy do you want to leave? Oh, dude, hey, we hold were on. talking about substance today, man. It's all about substance. So, hold on, hold on. Um, for the people that are in the room or watching this, we're about ready to get a legacy from someone that doesn't have a kid. So, let's see the differences here. Ah, yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. <laughs> okay, so you're absolutely right. That is a great take on it as well. Like, my perspective is slightly different right now because, mm-hmm. as it currently stands, my wife and I, we don't have any children. Um, when I think about legacy, I think about something i want to be remembered by and for right now currently as it stands again this is subject to change (laughs) um i feel like i definitely want to be remembered by my family as you know the positive one the one uh, the 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 person in the family that was always rooting for you or a fantastic friend a fantastic brother uncle um, nephew and son and husband you know, that's that's something that will absolutely bring me joy is that, hey, you know, I wasn't feeling well, I called Chase and afterwards, you know, I start, I got this, I don't know, this 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 rushing feeling of positivity that I, I can do it, you know, the can do attitude. Um, as far as right now, I feel like after some of these surgeries that I've been through in life that I feel. I think I, my life's purpose is to create opportunity and promote change. And I think I'm getting to a point where I could finally start doing that. And it, it, what, how's that going to pan out? Eh, I can't tell you all the details just yet because, hey, you know, this life is a roller coaster. And, you know, this is, <laughs> it has its ups and its downs, but you got to keep going because there's a thrill in it regardless of how it goes. So as of right now, I feel like my legacy would be to just be um, known as a person who is rooting for you, that I'm always in your corner and don't cross me because I am a lamb and I know how to be a lion. <laughs> so you you can get the, the subtleness, the meekness, but at the same time, if you cross me in the wrong way, don't take my kindness for weakness because I can chew you out and spit you out. You bring up a very interesting point about how you you leave you want to leave something for your parent like your family, right? Oh, my kids, wonder, definitely. I wonder because th- there's been some conversations I've had, and I'm sure we'll do another mental health episode, and we'll have conversations with these people that are part of this. But there were some conversations I had um, actually today in, in full fashion about. Um, how our parents' legacy or how our, how we perceive our parents going forward. And I know some of your stuff, and I don't want to – I don't know who listens on your side of the family, so I ain't going to throw you under the bus. But uh, when you when you look at growing up and you, and you see this hero-esque figure that might be one of your parents or both parents, right, and then when you get older and you realize that, man, what happened – does it tarnish their legacies to you? Or do you sit there and try to remember, like, I I'm, I wasn't as close as I should have been with my father growing up. Um, uh-huh. I, anyway, you could take it for both sides. I was a hormon, hormonal kid who just wanted things his way, and he wanted things his way, and that's the way it is, right? Um, but I look at the things that he he said to me, the things that he has been saying to me my whole entire life, and I take it in. And that's his legacy. All these advices that I'm now utilizing, right? Mm-hmm. But there was moments that prior to his death that I'm sitting there going, "What the? Your decision making skills are just where? Where did they go?" And I, I've learned that, well, at least with him, with his passing now, his legacy was all these little tidbits and advices that I've been sharing with not only you but with with uh, Doug, who we'll all meet in a couple of weeks. Um, on just things that I've learned, right? And and I I realized that's his legacy. He was a good man who gave good advice. Um, may have not been able to articulate it the way that advice should come over, but he was able to get the message across. And then I sit there and I wonder about the rest of my family, the people that are not immediate or median or media. I'm not going to share any more on that, but their legacy will is it tarnished by the way they're living now? 
What's your thoughts? The way I, my, my initial thought is, I don't, I wouldn't say anything could tarnish it because that will always be a ongoing impression of how I saw my parents. You know, I will always mm-hmm. see them as, you know, true superheroes that were potentially able to do a lot with, well, to do any, that could, that could basically do anything with nothing in a sense. Because very similar to you as well. I don't know if we actually had this conversation, but um, I was in a single income hu- uh, household as well. My dad worked. My mom was a stay at home mom. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, as far as like financially, it, we never not wanted for anything. But at the same time, we had everything we needed. But as a kid, you know, you feel like, oh, I want this. I want that. And, you know, your wants are not just in that particular space for if you have what you need, you're good, you know? Mm-hmm. So how I always see my dad is just like um, this. This well, I feel like he was seen by other people as like this. Uh, this vet from the Marines, hardcore, you know, uh, love Jesus, always reading, is a huge basketball fanatic. My dad could hoop back in the day, man, and my mom's just like this strong black queen, dude. And dude, I mean, she could cook, <laughs> can cook. If you ever do it, like, I, I'm, <laughs> there's a reason why I am, I'm the size the way I am. Me and my brother both do. Like we we have some pretty big sturdy individuals. <laughs> so you know, love her to death, like headstrong. I feel like she's the reason why I, um, and, and where I got my determined spirit. You know, I don't think anything can necessarily tarnish their legacy of who they are to me because I understand too that they are also humans and people at the end of the day. And us as humans and people, we kind of like idolize them and not put them in a categories of the fact that they can make mistakes as well. So I feel like at from the adolescent side of me, nothing can take that away from me because that's something I'm going to cherish in my heart for the rest of my life. But at the same time, I'm also a realist to understand that, you know, they make mistakes. We all do. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what that's a great point. People really need to understand that because I can't tell you how many times I, I've witnessed things in the past work personally, even at, even at like fast food restaurants, people make mistakes and, and we just can't get past that for some reason right. in the society. <laughs> we just can't get past it. Like people just hone on it. I forgot your fry. I'm sorry. Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I mean, if you forget it once, it's one thing. But if you're having a recurring problem, you might want to correct that problem. (laughs) That's factual. Without calling out too much, I literally just went through this last week with a uh, fast food chain. It was the second time we went to this place, and they screwed it up again. We literally did an online order. It spelled it completely (laughs) out, screwed the whole thing up. I'm like, black and white paper. Come on, people. Like, you you literally just, like, we literally just had this conversation. Like, we talked to you last week about, hey, you forgot you forgot the mashed potatoes can you uh, like give us mashed potatoes like we'll we'll drive up and pick them up and here here i am again and you screwed up the whole the whole order chase <laughs> the whole thing was messed up and i'm like how is this difficult it's literally on the i'm looking at the same thing you're looking at <laughs> i can figure it out <laughs> um, one job just the one yeah, you also learn at that point. Okay, you don't get a third option at this point. I just I can't trust you right now. <laughs> I, I, that's that's justifiable at that point. Yeah, I mean, like I'll come back to you maybe six months from now, but I'm gonna go. Oh, I'm gonna go hit. I'm gonna go hit the other one across town. <laughs> I stand a fuck better chance. Walking in like, hey, do you still have that same manager? Yeah. 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 Also, the same location it was the first time we ever went to the this location, and I asked for an unsweet tea, which is a. Uh, uh, detrimental to my health down here in the south. But you uh, are in Atlanta, and I, 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 I get you. I understand. No, but you don't. It, it's the same in Atlanta. You're you should be asking for sweet tea. And to, to exactly. finish, well, that's what I'm trying to get at. You asked for unsweet tea in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. No, well, hold on. It, I'm also out in the outskirts of Atlanta, and this is a, a common occurrence. Is what I'm about ready to tell you. They told me now. This is like literally midday. This is like two o'clock in the afternoon. Sorry, we're out of unsweet tea. All of a sudden, you hear this New Orleans woman in the background over the speaker. Just make it for him. Why can't you make it? <laughs> and that's the manager. 
she thinks a headset says, sir, we'll get you some unsweet tea. I'm like, well, well thank you, ma'am. I appreciate that, but I don't think you just needed to chastise your worker on the over the speaker, but that was hilarious. Whole <laughs> lady fired over, over your tea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the funnier thing is it only takes about maybe three minutes to make unsweet tea. They had me go pull up into a spot, and I had to wait six minutes for an unsweet tea. I'm like, God damn, how long does it? I, I, it wasn't that big of a deal. I was about worried or a Sprite. But the least you could have done is say, hey, it's going to be a few minutes. Do you really want this tea or that bad? No, I would have just done the Sprite. <laughs> okay. That's, that, that, that's right. I was going to say, you really wanted that tea. <laughs> I really did. But when they said, just pull up, we'll bring it right out. I'm thinking, oh, it's probably going to be like 30 seconds to a minute. Six minutes in a hot car. I'm like, I really didn't want this tea, but I really need a drink. So, and I paid for a drink. I'm going to stay for this drink at this point. Okay, I understand. I understand. Yeah. I get what I pay for. I get what right. I pay for. Right. I mean, as pores, thank you, MJF. I'm going to keep on saying that because that just makes me laugh every time. We we want everything we pay for. Quite literally. If I pay for it, I want a of value for it. Yes. Yes. So, um, but yeah, that to the legacy of that place service is uh, an issue so uh <laughs> trying to take it back around <laughs> circle this back in here <laughs> don't even know how we got there but that that's just a normal day for us isn't it <laughs> pretty much um so so back into this legacy conversation man I, the, the one thing you know i always have to go this route at some point i i'm a kid of the 90s right mm-hmm. i was coming i was going into middle school high school in the early 2000s I remember when Friends ended. I remember when 9-11 happened. I know remember where I was in nine, when 9-11 happened. Oh. And I remember where we were, were as, a, as a country before 9-11, during that period of 9-11, and the right after and the current. And there's an episode of South Park. It's probably one of the only episodes I always remember is that they had a visitor from the future that was a person that I don't think they had a name. They had a, a language because all the all the populations finally realized that we're all one people and we all can get along. And they had this whole thing. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and we were heading a direction where people were being accepted for everything. And we were moving in a direction of. Peace, I guess you can say. It was in this country, we were unified to an extent. And I think the legacy that us here in the US had that we, we think through is that we were heading to the right direction. But sometimes I wonder if we really were. And we were just, uh, there was wolves in, uh, uh, in sheep's clothing right, waiting to bide. But going forward, we, we are now a point where, um, our legacy as a country is being tarnished based off of hate and don't want to say, it, but it's the truth. Racial differences based off of age. Um, and if you don't understand, I'll, I'll make it real simple. Old white men run this fucking country. Um, and they make decisions for a median age of 40 year olds who are not just white. We are, I think we're equal-ish in all nationalities now um, in this country. I could be off on those statistics. I think we were trending that direction. Um, Even as far as population? Yeah. I think think we're, uh, nationality-wise, I think we're close to being equal at this point. I mean, you really think about it. Like I said to you yesterday, joking around, Spanish is really probably the the first language at this point in this country. Mm -hmm. I'm not kidding about that. I really think it's probably the number one speaking language based off of population values and depending on where you are so if you're anywhere like (laughs) south of like south of atlanta specifically yeah oh dude yeah yeah you you might want to learn how to speak spanish to get not not just south atlanta bro it's up here too like there's a whole subsection up by where i am that i wish i I really was fluent in it so i can at least communicate with some people some really good like taco shops you know um (laughs) Oh yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, ate that Tex-Mex that I love so much. There are some authentic taco shops around here and taco trucks. Oh, um, but yeah, uh, it just it blows my mind the direction that the legacy of this country was 
freedom for all to freedom for if you're white, if you're straight, and if you're old. And, and again, not to call out the obvious, the views from our resident black man, what is your views of where this country's legacy is going at this point? Um, the country is still very much um, racist, sexist, <laughs> and an opportune to change. Can that change or can it be modified? Yes. Yes, it can. Will it? We don't know yet. Um, I'm kind of with you. Like We will have to get some different leaders from everywhere with different perspectives to really um, to, to, to grab the bull by the horns to truly lay out another foundation for everyone to feel comfortable with. You yeah, know, that's where I'm going to disagree with you. I don't think it's a leadership thing anymore because leader, the leaders in this country seem to get bought. So I think it's a population thing at this point. We, we as a population which should want to change and affect our own change. But do we need guidance and a leadership out of that? Probably. But if we're talking about the, the political structure or so, try not think, to, but. Um, I think that's a good conversation, too, because it's like. Yeah. As far as like, where do you think leaders actually get bought versus who are the real authentic leaders that don't fold? Like, where, what, at what level does that actually happen? Because do I believe like political leaders? Oh yeah, everybody, you know, everybody got skeletons in their closet. Somebody's paid off to do something or turn a blind eye. They've done something, it, right? That's always my belief. They've always done something that if they're all of a sudden they're willing to turn about face on something, someone's got something on them. Mm-hmm. So where is that line drawn for our true authentic leaders that are literally not going to deter for money, but really chase and be in pursuit of what is morally right? Mm. Like what level does that happen at? It's funny that you say that because the the one thing that always runs to my mind is um, not to be an anarchist, but man, anarchy can come into play here and, completely overshaped uh, this country. And there's just enough people that sit there and go, you know what, I can't take this anymore and start protesting peacefully, not violence, not trying to steal shit, but protest peacefully, start marching on Washington and make change happen. I mean, we can about face this, but it's not just us. I mean, it's everywhere. There was a story that John Oliver did on his show about how, how, racially charged the uh, world cup was a couple years ago and that was a great piece about um how the germans are acting how this country acts how even the olympics how racially charged it is and who makes the decisions um it was a great piece on on that and it's not just not just this country we focus on this country because we live in this country and we are probably going to have that that dreaded political conversation and upcoming because we do have people from the other side that we do respect and know we can have adult conversations with that will be joining us to have that conversation. Um, but at, I look at us as, as humans and it's back to that legacy, right? I want to, I want to leave this world to my daughter in good hands, right? I don't want to leave it in the destruction that we're headed towards. Um, and, and people are like, oh, we're not heading there. We're just trying you know, keep things even. Listen, there's a difference about keeping things even and progressing forward. Um, and we're not progressing forward anymore. We're, we're taking away rights for people. We have a governor who's literally fighting with Mickey Mouse. You guys, in full fashion, the fight is because he did not, a corporation did not side with the governor over a law that that governor passed. And so he's fighting with Mickey Mouse. That that's in a nutshell what that is. You you want to get you made a public statement that you do not agree with something I I put into place. So I'm taking everything away from you. Moo whom I am the greatest, and everyone looks at the person as a leader. That's not a leader. Yeah, we are you and I outside of this little scope square box that we're in on a weekly basis work in a company that have leaders. I, I, I saw that. I, <laughs> I was a former leader for certain industries and a manager for certain departments and a leader. 
I learned a lot from my failures as a leader. That's why I don't lead anymore. But the one thing I learned is you're not always right. And, and leadership, leadership is listening to everyone. The other's an expression I got to throw out there. There is an expression all back from when I was a leader saying leaders become leaders because they run out of good ideas. And it's the truth. Like you're at a point where you're better to inspire and coach to get those good ideas from the people that are, are following you or working for you in this example, working with you. Um, and that that's, that's the case. That, that's the way I always looked at it. It's like, yeah, I have some good ideas, but I'd rather make sure they're not affecting my associates. So let's get the associates in on this and get their perspective. And maybe we can come up with a better plan. Right. But here you are, in a, in, a, in a state where the governor passed a law that was controversial for not only the country, but for his own state. And if you don't believe me, that's not controversial. There was a film that came out in the 90s called The Birdcage. It's set in real life, in a real life environment in that state. Um, the Birdcage, I know you're thinking about it. It's a Robin Williams film. Um, one of his best films, actually. Check. Okay. I'm yeah. Look this up. Pop for a birdcage if you guys haven't uh, watched that one. Check that one out. Um, but again, the legacy you're leaving is that you're just you're you're nothing but hate. And I feel like that's where the country is going. It's like we just hate everything. <laughs> We've become another 1980s movie, The Grumpy Old White Men. Yeah, uh, another thing I feel like we are as a country, we're just some goddamn bullies, man. Factual, yeah. Like It's, it's like the second we don't like something, we always have to... We are legit the people who always have to put their input into something. Like, hey, I don't like how this works. We didn't ask you. We're in a whole other country. Right. Like, it's a lot of things I just never fully understood, and one of those things was just like how our militaries always have to be have bases in different countries. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I don't understand why that's a thing. Maybe somebody can come and explain it to me. I, I Here, I'm very much let, let me give you it. let me give you an alternative view, and this is um, more recency bias probably than anything. When Russia invaded Ukraine, um. He's uh, the president of Ukraine started calling on NATO and specifically the U.S. to come help. And it's because we're the largest country with the most military experience. Biggest bullies. Sure, we can go with that. Um, that we can also, you know, send the the weapons, the tanks, all that shit over there because we have a plethora of Right. So I th- and we also have the biggest capita across the globe, if you think about it. So. China's up there. I think they might be the richest. I could be wrong, but we're up there. There's a there's a map somewhere that shows you based off of the United Nations that how much money we have compared to them. Um, and we're talking. There's a there's a huge gap there, bro. There's a huge gap, <laughs> and that's why we're always looked at. The reason why we have bases around the, uh, the world is one, yes, bullying probably two because we help out in certain regions. Three, uh, why not? I guess, again, back to bullying. Um, and because I, I really think a lot of those bases started coming into play after World War II, after we got bombed by um, at Pearl Harbor, we started spreading out a little bit to make it easier. Um, but you're right, the, the, the view from, the, uh, the, from other countries is, yeah, we're kind of got our hands in too much, don't we? <laughs> um, yeah, and that's that is very much true. And it's funny because I just when I was telling you last week, uh, I'm rereading uh, Hickman's series of the Ultimates of uh, Marvel, uh-huh. and it is very plethora in Volume One and Two how America can be perceived as bullies, <laughs> and uh, it is very very adamant in Volume Two of the Ultimates, and uh, and that was early two thousands. So we're talking that we we've had this notion for a very long time. So. Um, but back to your point, yes, we do look like bullies in some fashion. And I've always said that we should worry, but be more worried about what's happening here than we should be around the world. That is very, very valid because I feel as if like we have enough issues in house 
that like how can your house not be in order but you're trying to tell somebody else how to run theirs that just does not equate and yep and just a quick fact for why i believe that i think i i said this to you one day i think it's mm-hmm. uh 15.6 billion dollars if i'm right i could have a number off there 15.6 billion dollars could offset homelessness did you say billion or million billion with a b okay so i think that's the number that after all my research it came to it was like 15.6 billion dollars could be off a, a it could be 115 billion i could be wrong on that but still if you think about that we have billionaires that <laughs> are worth more than that than it is to fix homelessness. And then these people go and buy politicians to make laws to better fit their needs versus giving, I don't know, $15 billion out of their $136 billion empire that they built for themselves to actually affect change. Yeah. Um that's absurd. Who needs all that type of money to survive? I mean, I, I get it. They they have the life of multiple yachts, multiple houses, multiple mistresses. They have to make sure. And a few islands. And a few islands. They got to make sure they keep up with all that stuff. You know, you, you can only make a much, as much as you actually have. So you have to always be above that, right? So mm-hmm. if you have all these islands, all these yachts, all these mistresses, all these properties, it's a hard life, man. Yeah, so difficult, so difficult. So hard. I mean, us poors over here, I love you, MJF. You have no idea. Um, us poors over here, we're lucky that we, we have, what, two bedrooms? Some, we should stop complaining. Some bottled water. <laughs> I'm down here in the fucking sweat of 97 degrees. <laughs> no AC. I'm just trying to control my goddamn electric bill for the month. <laughs> You're a good one because uh, this AC is not going off ever. <laughs> I don't like being hot. Too big for that, yeah. man. That's another thing. A big capita. Oh, we have things called peak days. Air quotes again. Where on the hottest day, you, you, if between two and seven p.m., that's where we charge you more. So if you don't want to be charged more, less usage. Uh, hey, let's help you out. We're gonna actually lower down the rate here for those couple hours on those hot days, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but um, <laughs> final. Uh, we get back to our thoughts about legacy. Yep. Um, how would you define your legacy to right now? Well, based off of what I said, man, I am, as of the past year, things have, so many things have happened that um, has led me to this, and it's a generational thing for me, right? Um, and I, I contemplate where I am now, and I contemplate where I'm going to be by the time I'm gone, and God knows when that's going to be, um, hopefully a long time from now, um, but for where I am now, I got work to do. And I'm, I'm, I can admit to that. I got work to do. There's, there's things I've done that would be completely opposite of that legacy that I'm trying to aspire to. But in the views of my daughter, I am doing everything I can to be that good man, that person that's going to set them up for success. Um, and when they fail, I have funny punishments for them. Oh, but uh, yeah, I I just legacy is a word, one of those things that can change overnight, right? Things can completely be completely different. But the one thing I think, I I think you and I could definitely agree upon the one thing that I'll always take is that we should all try our best to be good men and women if you're a woman, um, if you're listening. But um, I don't think you can even defute that, that my dad's final words were probably the most important thing was just be a good man. Um, and uh, that's what I want to try to do. And uh, I'll leave it to my family to decide that. I'll leave it to if I ever get to the point where I'm in history books, let the historians decide it, right? Yeah. Um, what about you, sir? Mm, to this point to date, I feel like my legacy is definitely living each day. And oh, wait, actually, I I feel like I kind of posted it the other day or like on Monday. 
but not counting the days, but making the days count. Hmm. I think yeah. you did. I think that was the one that you put up. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it would definitely be that because, you know, any bad news can, can be around the corner or it cannot be. But if you're living based off of a branch or based off of your past or what the future potentially could be, you know, I feel like you're really missing what is current right right now, which is a present, which is a present to your presence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was deep. That was deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, sir, I think that's a, a good natural-ish stopping point for this conversation today. So, again, we want to thank you guys for tuning in, listening in, doing it however you guys do it to listen to us just randomly speak. This is definitely probably one of the most random conversations we'll ever probably have, just the most sidebars that we had off of it. Um, but, again, thank you. We see you guys listening, following, um, being uh, being good, avid listeners. We love it. Um, so, again, check us out on YouTube if you're listening to this. Uh, it's not Canada Show. It's in the bio. Um Thank you again. Chase, as always, say goodbye to everyone. Bye, everybody. Be powerful. Be prosperous. Be perseverant. And we are out. Boop, boop, boop. Bam, bam, bam. Wah, wah, wah. Does the cannons going off? It's not cannon. Bye, guys.